So are you a yes person? <laughs> Do you overschedule your life because others need you or need your help or need you to be a part of something or want to do stuff with you. God does use us to help others. He does give us opportunities to minister to others, but that is very different than not being able to say no. If you feel frazzled more than peaceful or exhausted in the work of helping rather than energized, this may be an area to be addressed in your life. During grief, you don't have the luxury of doing all the things you did before without sheer exhaustion, if you can even do them at all. In grief, you need your energy for processing what you've been through and for healing. So maybe this is the best time to begin prioritizing your valuable self and allow some quiet moments in your life to be still and to know God more. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for showing up for your healing. That's what you're doing. You're going after support, understanding, and community. If this podcast helps you, please share it with your church or anyone you know who's going through this difficult season of grief. I also want to give a shout out to one of the countries this podcast is heard in because it's incredible that it's been downloaded across the world. Today's spotlight country is Spain. And as far as the U.S., Texas is still the state with the most downloads. So go Lone Star State. I share these as tangible reminders of the need for Christian grief support and the fact that you are not alone. Today, we're going to talk about people-pleasing and dealing with grief. Now, if you want to make grief harder on yourself, then people-pleasing is the way to go. <laughs> if you don't, then you're in the right place today. Two months after Monica died, my leave of absence was completely used up, so I had to go back to work. When I walked through the doors of the hospital where I was employed, I was met with many different reactions. Some people were amazing. Some were unintentionally awful or dismissive, and some didn't want to be around me. Initially, I took those reactions of others personally, and I took responsibility for every change in relationship. I tried to figure out what I had done to cause them to act like that. Now, while Monica was sick, we experienced the same kind of change in relationships. There were people whom we had helped financially before Monica got sick through schooling, moving, and, and other life events who actually turned their back on us. There were people from Monica's hometown 
the same rural town that took me in when I was going through my divorce. These were Monica's blood and those she grew up with who also didn't want to be a part of her sickness or more likely her crazy faith. And instead of being upset or mad about it, Monica prayed for them and thanked God for who they were to her in the past. I, on the other hand, was angry and confused. I realized in going back to work that other people's reactions were not my responsibility. I had begun to develop a deeper relationship with God, and I was more concerned about getting through the day and sharing what her faith had accomplished for her, for me, and for those around us. I was unable to not share that faith journey. Some people didn't like that. And for the first time in my life, I wasn't ruled by what they thought of me. Of course, I cared, but it no longer changed my response. I saw how God had allowed these relationships to end while other, more authentic relationships were just being born. I was left with no one in my life who required my help or a constant yes to whatever they wanted or needed. I realized that Monica and I had allowed helping others needing to be needed to be more important than loving them by pointing them to God to get their needs met. When we feel we have to be the ones to help, to say yes, we are taking from others their dependency on God and the low moments that foster relationship with Him instead of dependency on us. When I understood and took to heart that others' reactions weren't my responsibility, it freed me of a lot of control, energy, and for the first time, I began asking others for help. I have preached it on this podcast that support is incredibly important and it is available. You may have to shop around to see what will best fit you, but it's available for the asking. The question is, will you ask for it? Or will you worry about what people will think of your, and you can fill in the blank here, will you worry about what people will think of your crying or sadness or confusion or anger or intrusive thoughts or questioning? Or will you get the help you need? The verse of the week is, the fear of man is a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Proverbs 29:25. People pleasing comes from fear. Fear of missing out, what is now called FOMO, and fear of rejection that also looks like not being liked. And you know, Facebook has done us no favors here. And my personal favorite, fear of letting others down. Do you want or need the accolades, the attaboys, and the attention of people? Or would you rather have those things from the creator of the universe? He has a future for you, but will you trust him for it? That question sounds simple to answer, but is it in your life? Right now, are you pleasing God or people? We understand this concept on a large stage, like when money or power position becomes more important than tending to the things of God, such as prayer, reading the Bible, or your family, or when you fill your schedule with what everyone else asks you to do, and you say yes all the time, and these become more important than prioritizing your health, either spiritually, physically, or emotionally. But it can also look like being in church and checking Facebook or texts. Now, what is so important 
that people are posting or texting that for one hour you can't put it down. So how do you get free of being a people pleaser? First, you need to know if you are a people pleaser. Now, if you were drawn to the title of this episode, then we have no doubt about the answer to that question. You just want to be free of it. And you are the person I'm talking to. You'll need God and a lot of reminders. And you'll need the B word. Yep, I'm talking about boundaries. If the very word makes you take a deep breath, then create grief specific boundaries for now and work on other boundaries later. Or you can use your grief journey, this very difficult, confusing time, to gain clarity about who you are in Christ. Develop your relationship with him and stop making excuses as to why you haven't spent time in the word today. You can't expect God to move mightily in your life when you haven't given 10 minutes to him to talk. And I'm preaching at myself here. Ask God to show you the areas you need help in where other people may have become more important than pleasing God and be open when the opportunities present themselves. You may find that after listening to this episode, five people ask you for help or to participate in some kind of event. When they do, thank God for the growth opportunity and say no to most of them. You'll need reminders because when you begin changing your behavior, you will actually forget in the moment and you just kind of like go back to your old routine. So get a post-it note and write on it, today I will serve God and not man. Or you can write, saying no isn't a sin or anything else that will be a good reminder to you and put it where you're going to see it daily. So put it on the fridge. (laughs) And here's a little boundary hack. When someone asks you to help with something and it's two months down the road, don't just automatically say yes because it's two months down the road. You're trying to please them, and because it's not tomorrow, you think you'll feel differently about it later. You won't. If someone asks you to do something two months from now, pause. Think about if they were asking you to do the same thing tomorrow. Would you want to do it? If the answer is no for tomorrow, the answer will probably be no in two months, and it's going to save you from saying, I don't know why I said yes to this when the day comes. In grief, people's expectations on you are usually lower, so use this time to practice for the future. Learn to be honest and to say no. You will need to practice it. You can make it a softer no for those of you who are really going to (laughs) struggle and follow the no up with, right now, I really need to take extra care of myself. Don't ask them to circle back in a week or a month. Let it just be no. Put your time and your much-needed energy into your healing. Grief may be the perfect time for you to cultivate these boundaries. God is completely capable of using other people to accomplish the work that is needed in your social groups or at church or with friends. Plus, real friends will never require you to say yes all the time. They're going to support this and probably be envious of your new boundaries. And then God will be able to build in you the things you've been too busy for all this time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are valuable. So take care of yourself like you believe those things to be true. Your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are number one, define what is important to you. 
so that you're not chasing everything out there for approval. Prioritize your healing. Now, this takes intentionality. It's not going to just happen. For example, do you need time to think, to process things? Do you recharge with solitude? A lot of times, introverts are people pleasers. Take the time you need and don't feel bad about not doing the things you used to do. Get out that post. Oh, number three, get out that post-it note and write something on it, something that speaks to you to remind yourself about pleasing God over people and put it on that fridge. Look, the bottom line here is don't give others the pedestal or the position that only God should occupy. If you need more personalized help, let me help you. Go to grieftogreatday.com. That's grief, the number two, greatday.com to set up individual grief coaching. Come as you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. I can help you navigate the next steps. And join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. Yes, it's literally called the Grief Group for Christian Women and share it with others. And be on the lookout because Valeria Holloway, who was with us about a month ago, will be back on the podcast. I'll be uploading those discussions in addition to these weekly episodes. Valeria will be talking about how to comfort children in grief. I don't have the expertise or experience in this area, and I wanted to provide this support for those of you who need it. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com, and links to both the Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. It's not all those people you keep saying yes to. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.